0: Hello and welcome to Take It or Leave It. It's a Christian podcast to encourage us all to implement real change in our lives based on the teachings of Jesus so that when the rapture occurs, we may all be caught up to meet Jesus Christ in the air. It's about spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. I'm your host, Madison Santiago. Hello and welcome to Take It or Leave Recently, we have been diving deep into the holy and powerful word of God. We have been looking at so much scripture, so many teachings of Jesus, and there have been so many valuable takeaways that we can implement into our life today. Most recently, we have discussed devotion and how you cannot serve two masters. We talked about how man cannot serve man and mammon, in which many teach mammon as wealth and money But they fail to mention that that definition also includes gain. Okay, so there's wealth, money, and gain. When we discuss gain, we refer to ourselves, right? To gain a reputation or status, to be surrounded with others who are wealthy. Because when you surround yourself with the poor, there's really nothing for you to gain. But if they're officials or business owners, for example, you feel like you are gaining, right? What are you gaining? Recognition. Okay, either way when we gain when we are motivated to gain ourself is the master because you want to gain for yourself But you cannot love God and yourself. Okay, so are you sure you love God? Well, you could reflect inwardly. How much do you please yourself? Ourself is one of the two masters. Remember Jesus said to follow him. We must deny ourselves All have a command to go and make disciples after the Holy Spirit baptism you will find that you were so hungry to serve Jesus okay Jesus shared that man shall not live by bread alone that was a prophecy and it came to pass when the Holy Spirit came to earth we need instructions from Jesus and we want to make progress so what you need to learn the word you need to learn his instructions You will witness to others and share of your personal experience and how he can change you in your heart, in your mind. You'll have testimonies of how he changed your way of thinking. You will do the thing that you never even thought you could do. Maybe you'll be conducting underground Bible studies. Jesus says, seek and you shall find. You will find. Seek opportunities to serve him. Seek opportunities to spread his gospel and you will find an opportunity why seek well jesus said you will love people if you don't love people you don't have a ministry for god so loved the world remember god loves people you will love people you will get to people for the sake of jesus christ jesus christ came down the earth to the lowest form of people even the lepers right because people are our ministry we love them what we have we give to others If we have the presence of God in us, that means the Holy Spirit in us. And we want to share him with others. It doesn't matter if they kill you like in Pakistan. You will do it. If they kill you, you don't actually lose your life. Maybe your natural life. But Jesus promises that if you lose your life for the sake of the gospel, you're going to save it. You're going to save it. In Acts, Jesus said, You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Be reminded of that. He is just as powerful as he has always been. The Holy Spirit will bring the words we learn to our remembrance. Remember, that's why the word comes first, or else how can the Holy Spirit work? Technically, Jesus is not talking to anyone today. It's the Holy Spirit who is talking to us. In John chapter 14, verse 30, you should know the word of God and not what people say, only the word. Okay? Verse 30, I will no longer talk much with you, for the ruler of this world is coming, who is Satan, and he has nothing in me, with a capital M. Jesus said, I will no longer talk with you much. Meaning after this, it's over. After I say this right here, it's done. Why? Because the ruler of the world is coming. Satan is coming, but the Holy Spirit will be sent and will be the one to talk to you. You see how important it is to be baptized by the Holy Spirit the church needs him you and I we need him in John chapter 14 verse 21 and I want to just highlight that Jesus said this not your pastor not your mom not your dad not your teacher Jesus say his name put that name on your lips Jesus Jesus verse 21 of John 14 it says he who has my commandments and keeps them is he who loves me and he who loves me will be loved by my father and I will love him and manifest myself to him. So not only must you know the words but you must keep them and this is proof of your love for Jesus. We need to prove our love to Jesus first before we can love the father. We cannot skip Jesus and go to the father okay like how many Companies, they have an open-door policy. You can report your concerns to anybody. It doesn't have to be your direct supervisor. That's not the same. We cannot skip Jesus and go to the Father. Many skip Jesus today. Jesus is the way, and we must be sensitive of ministries of those who appear to be mature Christians, even those who have been serving for many years. If they omit Jesus, be careful of them. The world teaches to lead by example as well. Even the church will say to lead by example. Why? So others will follow, right? Maybe even in your workplace, lead by example. In the spiritual world, however, that's not true. We can lead by example all we want, but people will still live how they want to live. Look at the life of Jesus on earth, the Savior Himself. How many people actually followed Him? 12? And one betrayed Him? Were they led? They weren't led until they received the power through the Holy Spirit. So devote your life to serve Jesus. This world today is not going to get any better, but true servants of Christ will. Be alert to those who claim Christianity, but who never witness to others about Jesus. This person, the one who doesn't witness, they have no power through Christ. Jesus encourages us and tells us we will do better things than he did. And Jesus did a lot of miracles when he was on earth. Jesus warned us of the false prophets and comfort ministries. What is a comfort ministry? It's a ministry that serves within the four walls of the church only. These are the ministries that are all programs, but no action outside the church. It's the comfy church, right? It's so comfortable in there. It's uncomfortable outside, There's discomfort outside, this church says. This requires the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, who is the power to witness. To go amongst the discomfort, you need him. You need the Holy Spirit. And we have an order. What is the order? To go and make disciples. Not one person is excused from this order. In Matthew chapter 7, verse 21. First, before we read the verse, who is Jesus talking to here? Jesus is talking to servants who claimed that they served Jesus. That's who Jesus is talking to. But they didn't serve God. They skipped Jesus and they did not bear any fruit. Let's read Matthew 7, 21 and 22. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name? Cast out demons in your name and done many wonders in your name. This verse here, verse 22, it mentions many. That is almost all, right? Well, let's be sure. When we look it up in Greek, it's going to tell us the original meaning. And it does mean almost all. So the majority. So if you have 10, many of 10, almost all of 10 is going to be 9. In here we see that these people that Jesus is speaking to, they start to name all the ministries that they did prophesying in your name, casting out demons, many wonders in your name. Verse 23, and then I will declare to them, I never knew you depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. So please note that new doesn't mean know your name because of course Jesus knows your name. He knows everything about you. He knows how many hairs are on your head right now. Jesus means he had no relationship with you because you would not keep his words. That's what Jesus is saying. Jesus is saying, where's your produce? Where's the fruit? Jesus didn't see any 30-fold or 60-fold or 100-fold. All you have are ministries of comfort. You did not follow instructions. You ignored the command, right? That's the command of heaven, to go and make disciples. This is what Jesus is saying here. Jesus is warning to those who will be surprised at the end of time. We must do What he says now okay this leads us to Matthew chapter 10 verse 7 verse 7 says and as you go preach saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand okay so can you cook for church yeah I cook for church can you sing at church absolutely but you can do these things for church but you need to preach that's why it is mentioned first preach then do the other things Right? What are the other things? Well, in verse 8, we know it's heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. Okay? So when Jesus is talking to the people that believe that they have served him in Matthew 7, they start naming these comfort ministries, but they're commanded to do those things. Right? Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. Those are good things, but preach. You can do this with the power of the Holy Spirit. This is the power that we need to witness. We say the kingdom of heaven is at hand, meaning Christ is here. Christ has come upon you today. We know what it means to heal the sick. How do you do that? You lay hands and you pray for healing in the name of Jesus. doesn't have to be a long prayer. Christians know this. The Bible mentions lepers. They were very sick and they were visibly sick. Would you lay your hands on them to pray today? Many today would probably back up. And maybe ask them to to put on a mask or maybe they need to put on their mask to start. But no, you don't have to back up. You pray. You don't ask them, what's your illness to determine if we will pray and lay hands on them? Can you imagine? Have faith, people of God. Lay hands on all. Many may have contagious diseases, but rejoice because you will be covered by Jesus. Okay, so we're to preach. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Where is the gospel in the healing ministry? They aren't a bad ministry. Healing is good in the name of Jesus, right? If you are healing in any other way, that is not in the name of Jesus. That is not good. That is not good. But what good is it to heal a man if he will still go to hell? The primary goal is to preach the gospel. It's the same idea for deliverance ministries, right? Casting out demons. What's the difference if the man still goes to hell? Or the woman still goes to hell. The gospel must be preached. Why? Because God cares for your soul. If someone dies of cancer, he wants your soul. Saving souls is the priority. So, yes, of course, cast out demons, heal the sick, but you must preach. Preach the gospel. In Matthew 10:7, these people had ministries that focused on the minor command, not the major. They did not preach, so they failed the commandment. These are fruitless ministries that did good things, not God things. Okay? These ministries missed the divine order of Jesus. And these ministries made Jesus a speck in their ministry, allowing them to appear godly. And today, Jesus isn't mentioned until the end. It's like a whole ice cream Sunday, and Jesus is just the sprinkle Do not be deceived by those who move in a form of godliness, but deny his power. You will know a servant by the subject of what they teach. Christ is the messenger and the message. Christ is the teaching and the teacher, okay? Some people attend church for 20 years and still don't know Jesus. And they don't even know how to abide in what it is that he says, But in John 15, verse four, it says, abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. We cannot bear fruit by ourselves. We must abide in the vine. Who is the vine? Jesus, of course. Let's read verse five because Jesus is going to teach us more here. Verse five. I am the vine, Jesus says. You are the branches. I'm a branch. You're a branch. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. So clear. Without Jesus, you bear nothing. So we need to teach Jesus. And Mary had a really great sermon in the Bible. The mother of Jesus, she said, do whatever he tells you. Do whatever Jesus tells you, she said. He's so clear. No interpretation needed. Would you give your children instructions that would need interpretation? No. Jesus is clear with us. So in John 15, we learn that everyone produces fruit. When? When you stay with the vine. What does it mean when it says nothing? It doesn't mean that that you can't cook dinner. Okay? Okay. It doesn't mean that you can't make a decision apart from Jesus. So, for example, if you need a new tie, just pick one or the other. You don't need to consult Jesus. People will take everything to the extreme without clear instructions. Today, we can plan so much without Jesus, but apart from him, Jesus, we aren't including him in our plans. You may do good things, but not God things, unless Jesus is a part of your life. And not just a part, he needs to be your life we need to do the things he commanded us to do okay and we need to examine ourselves are we just doing good things or are we doing God things because you could look at somebody like Elon Musk for example he makes millions and millions of dollars by himself not God imagine what he would be with God and that's just one example psalms 127 verse 1 says unless the lord builds the house they labor in vain who build it unless the lord guards the city the watchman stays awake in vain so unless it's god you are wasting your time because god didn't build it the watchman just waits for it to fall because it will fall because god didn't build it jesus says the watchman is working so hard to keep it but your life will eventually fall apart why Again, Jesus did not build it. How can one go wrong if your life is devoted to Jesus? You seek and find his word. You believe that word. You abide in it. You bear fruit. You just want to please him and him alone. At what cost? Your life. When you live for the word of God, there is nothing left in life to live for if you are devoted to him. Many will say to live a balanced life. Have you heard that before? I have. Don't be too serious. Maybe they recommend shopping and spending time with family and attending celebrations. And then, you know, serve your Jesus on Sunday. But I warn you, don't make God an activity on your list. Make him your life. He's a jealous God. Do not put him on your list of distractions. Do not devalue Jesus. If your life brings you pressure to serve Jesus, amen, that's good. That's good stress to have, holy stress. You choose how you manage your time. Many even try to manipulate their commitments today by saying spending time with family is ministry. What do they say? They say things like, oh, we'll pray for the food there. And they will hear me pray in the name of Jesus at the end. Come on. I'm not saying don't spend time with your family, but don't try to to spin it like you're serving Jesus. You are just trying to manipulate what you want to do. Okay, you're just trying to see how you can sprinkle Jesus in there. If you do anything in life, the purpose should be to prove your devotion to Jesus. The house must be built by Jesus. Everything you do, you do it for the glory of the Lord. Your marriage, your job, any schooling, everything you do is for the purpose of devotion to Jesus. Is going to the gym bad? No. It's permissible. Nothing wrong with it but is it beneficial for your devotion to Christ? I'm not saying don't go to the gym. I'm just giving you an example. Mark 10 verse 29 says, So Jesus answered and said, Assuredly, without a doubt, I say to you, there is no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my sake in the gospels who shall not receive a hundredfold now in this time houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecutions and in the age to come eternal life. That's guaranteed. In verse 29, why did these people leave these things? Why did they leave their house and their brothers and sisters and father, mother, wife, children lands? Because they're devoted. In verse 30, when are they going to be blessed? What does that verse say? Now. Now. Everything you lose for the sake of Jesus and the gospel, you shall find it. In the thing you leave for Jesus, you will receive it. Then what? Eternal life with Jesus. For the sake of Jesus, his name, and the gospel, we will be led to persecutions. The word confirms that. Why persecution? Well, we're going to be witnessing to others about Jesus and the world will persecute you. They will not want to accept it. They will not believe what it is that you have to say. They won't believe that they need to change. So they won't agree. But it doesn't matter what they say or what they do to you. You will be saved. We are commanded to go and make disciples. And don't fear. Be bold. Because the Holy Spirit power, which we all need inside of us, he is with you the power that we need to witness. We need to move forward in these things to experience the victory in Christ. Amen? This is shared with the love of the Lord. And this is take it or leave it. God bless you all.